This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the date day edition of our show. That means Paula is live in studio with us. Uh, whatever your question might be, questions about the Bible, questions about what we believe as Christians and why, questions about relationships, just anything going on in your life. If you have questions or concerns about this virus panic that everybody's in, uh, we'll do the best that we can to help out. Please call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, it's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. I tell you every day, it's if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, just hit the Call Now banner at the top of your screen. Everything else will be hands-free. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a weird time, huh, still? Yeah, yeah. It's strange movie that we're living in. It seems so bizarro, but, you know, it's been kind of... Uh, I, I've gotten quite a few, uh, like, praise reports from this, but... Uh, the big question that I have been getting from people out of town is, did you get to have the women's retreat? I hope this didn't disrupt the women's retreat. And so um, for everybody, we did have our women's retreat. And um, what, about a couple of days before this whole thing went really crazy here in Texas. Um, and our theme was only you, Jesus, and we were able to have the theme and have the retreat, and I think it really kind of set us up, um, like you say, be pre-prepared, because God knows everything. And if we let him, he'll prepare us for whatever's coming down the road. Mm -hmm. And um, I really believe that just be with Jesus, that you always talk about, um, really comes into play, because at our women's retreat, being the theme, only you, from Psalm 86, um, the the decorations and the gifts we got to bring home, like our our mugs, Jesus and me, um, and then I, I don't think everybody got this, but um, you know because I'm the pastor's wife and I think Mercedes got one as well, being the guest speaker. We got these coffee, um, they're not mugs, but you know, uh, just little cups with tops on them, and on mine it says. All I need is a little bit of coffee 
and a whole lot of Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, right now, going through what we're going through, um, just be with Jesus. A lot of us, that's exactly what's happening. Just being with Jesus, because we can't be with anybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and Frank, you were tired of being around some of the people that we can be around. You know, yeah, and that, that it gets a little bit difficult when you're squished up in a house and you're kind of, uh, you know, you get a little cabin fever and you can't do the things that you used to do. Um, I'm hopeful that this show may be uh, a kind of an encouragement to some of you to get creative mm-hmm. in thinking, ask the Lord, okay, God, you knew all about this. So um, what about me? What about today? Well, yesterday when I was coming up here to um, come to church, I saw a man putting all kinds of trash in our, our, our trash bins out here for this triangle. Uh, it looks like he cleaned his garage. <laughs> Things are getting fixed at home. So. Yeah, things are getting done. The honeydews are happening. Um, and so, in a way, that's kind of a good thing. Um, so he he was able to get outside, but I'm praying that he, if he was a Christian, when he was inside, he was leading his family uh, to Jesus. Because even after he finished putting—in fact, it was when I came up here. Yeah, it was before church. And it looked like he stayed in the parking lot. Um, for quite a while, so maybe he was listening to the to the <laughs> service. I don't know, but yeah, um, Jesus and me. Um, but yeah, let's get creative. There's some things. Uh, one of my my twin sisters said uh, she and her husband cleaned their carport. You know, some of the things that just haven't been able to do. And one of the young men said he was able to clean his room. He had clothes in there from when he was in the sixth grade. And he's now, what, a, a sophomore in college that he needed to go through some stuff. I got some space in my closet I got now. some space, yeah. So, you know, kind of get creative. But sit down with your coffee mug and or your, you know, your juice cup or whatever and spend a little extra time with Jesus. And that Psalm 46, 10, where it says, be still and know that I'm God. But we got to be still so that we can know him better. Um, and so, you know, for, for me today, I've been thinking about Hebrews ten twenty four, where the Lord says, spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And so, uh, you know, some people are, um, I actually called a lady the other day, called, like <laughs> really talking. Miss text queen? You know you what I'm called? saying? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I can text. But I actually called her and, and she was so excited to hear my voice. And so, you know, we're not in as big of a hurry as we used to be because we have to be still and so we were able to talk for a little while but then some of the my other friends are doing um like a live facetime bible study with others jocelyn was saying last night she's doing facetime praying with people um and for some of our friends who we know really struggle with like stress and anxiety if they can not only hear our voice, hear our voice, not in a text, um, but hear our voice and see our faces um, and pray for them and tell them, you know, that God's in control still. He knew and he knows all about this and um, that can calm them down. Um, So FaceTime, not Facebook, (laughs) <laughs> Not that mess, but FaceTime or Skype, whatever you have, you know, um, 
you can really see each other, even though you can't see to touch them. You can see them and, and maybe be used by the Lord to um, bring some comfort and encouragement to someone. Um, exchanging recipes is a, another thing. And I've, I've been finding, too, that people are so sweet. They're, they're bringing us, like, fruits and vegetables. And, and Matt brought me some uh, hand sanitizers. And just they come to the front door and, and put it out there. And, you know, I go to the front door with a hand sanitizer and I wipe down everything that people <laughs> are giving me, including the fruit. Um, but we're, we're sharing and we're making sure that everybody, if there's a need, you know, let it be known in this body. And the people are just stepping up. You know, like the other day, uh, a family said, you know, if there's any need you, or if anybody in the body needs something, just let me know. So I let them know. They got in their truck right then and there, went to the is a BXPX, whatever on the base, yeah. and got the needs, and then brought them right here. We just thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's what a body is all about. One of our precious ladies found, just stumbled on a 50-pound bag of rice in the store. She wanted to give everybody in the, mm-hmm. in the Universal City rice. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, just it's, it's been... You know, a, a wonderful time, and some of the people are losing their jobs, and that's not a blessing, unless, of course, the blessing is they're now asking, where's Jesus in all this? And we're able to tell he's, he's where he always is. He's on the throne watching all of this. He knew before the foundation of the earth that this day was going to be here. If you get this virus... Where you're going to go if it takes you, mm-hmm. um, you know. You know, Paul. I think one of the best things that can happen out of this, and and uh, you know, lightning can strike me because I'm a busy guy, and mm-hmm. um, I, I'm I'm one of the one of the guys that works better in a routine. Yes. I don't like things disrupted. But you, oh, you're telling the people in the audience now. You're not really telling me, right? <laughs> okay, that's what I was. I was all of a sudden I was like, you know, I know this, right? Yeah. Okay, that's right. But um, you know, we're so addicted to busyness. Um, that, that I think God is really putting us in a quiet place. And while we may resist and we may try to replace our busyness with, with other types of busyness, um, I think God is saying, you know, let's just sit around and, and wait on me. Let's just talk to the Lord. And, you know, we want an instant conversation. We want instant answers and we want instant solutions. Um, and I think God is just saying, you know, how about you and I just sit around for a few days and you talk to me, and at the right time, I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. And the be still and know that I am God mm-hmm. uh, from Psalm 46 um, requires us being still. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to this in a moment. Let's go talk with Harold on line one from San Antonio. Harold, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, Harold. Hello. Harold, we, we can hear you. Uh-oh. Harold, are you there? Okay. Uh-oh. Here, try, maybe try and call back in. We can hear you, Harold, if you're listening on the radio now. We can hear you, but evidently you could not hear us. Um, you know, Paula, um, for most people, including me, waiting on the Lord is a really hard thing. Uh, our minds are occupied with other thoughts, uh, one of the reasons I like to be outside and, and, and with the Lord 
is um, I, I'm, I'm, there's not much else, especially now, there's not much else I can focus on. So I can just pour my heart out to the Lord. And waiting on God um, is something that we've got to learn to relearn, I think, as Christians. I, I don't think it was so hard when we were first saved. We were so excited. But it's, it's a skill that we unlearn. And I, I think as we learn to wait on the Lord, uh, I think a lot of people during this time are going to start to get some answers from the Lord and they're going to get some direction from the Lord. I think some people who maybe lose their jobs are going to get some redirection from the Lord. I think we, we spend so much time worrying about what we're going to do in this problem. Instead, uh, we just say, okay, Lord, how about now that I've got a few days? I just wait. I don't do anything until I hear from you. So that's something to think about. I think we got Harold back. Harold, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Somehow I got disconnected. Uh-oh. I might have done it myself. Hello. Harold, are you there? Hello. Okay, Harold, yeah, something's wrong with your phone. We heard you well the first time, but we couldn't hear you this time. Oh, well. Um, you know, yesterday I was at my my third ministry place, you know, H-E-B. <laughs> <laughs> it's home church in H-E-B. Um, but yesterday, talking to one of the young ladies, uh, she was very thankful that her job is secure. Now, I don't know how many times I've been at H-E-B, and some of those same said people are kind of complaining about their job. But like you're saying, I think there's going to be a new appreciation for whatever we have. Having Having a job. Uh, Yes. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, how many times I've said, but boy, aren't you glad you have a job? There's a whole lot of people who would really love to have your job. And so um, I think this will, again, give them an appreciation for what they have. And I think for us, uh, you've been kind of, well, at the retreat, I know this was spoken. Don't take the Lord for granted. You know, especially American Christians, we're so um, spoiled because we can come to church without much persecution. we can choose to come when we want to, especially here. We got three Sunday morning services. Um, we can we can choose not to come. Let there be just a a, a hint of um, it's going to be bad weather. Oh, I can just stay at home in my pajamas and watch on live stream. But I tell you what, not being able to not deceive but touch each other. I think when this thing is is done with, we're going to have a greater appreciation for being able to meet together. Yeah, we we, we talked about that briefly last Thursday on the program, and um, um, I, I I you know it's almost like you you're not going to be able to hold people back that want to be in fellowship. We're mm-hmm. we're made for fellowship. We're made to be uh, with one another in the body of Christ. Uh, we we've got gifts that we want to want to be able to use and. And, um, you know, we're unable to use them on the scale that we normally do. And uh, I, I, too, agree with you, Paula, that that there's going to be a, a much deeper appreciation. I think all over the city, when people go back into their churches the first time, I think um, the the immediate reaction is going to be, where have you been? Mm-hmm. I missed you mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're a physical church. And that may change during this 
virus yeah. thing. Yeah, fist but bumps aren't even it. It's like no, elbow yeah. and touch feet. Yeah, or that's just not who we air are. Air hugs from yeah. across the room and yeah. yeah. And you know, we these are people that we care about. We've been praying for them and all that. Let's take one more chance with Harold. Harold, are you there? Third time's a charm. Please, yes. Jesus. Oh, oh there got you, you are. Yes, sir. Can you am hear I, us? Am I there? Am I there? You are here. <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad it's my last chance. <laughs> I was parked underneath the parking, the, the car park, and maybe that was it. I rebooted my yep. phone and everything. But um, anyway, I wanted, you know, Paula, hi, Paula, you were discussing, you know, what what people are doing at home and things. And last Friday, I came home. Now, mind you, my wife has been home for a whole week already because of no school teaching. And mm-hmm. she came home, and she was kind of frantic a little bit. And I said, what are you doing? She was making these masks. You know, she had the patterns. When, well, she's actually someone that knows how to sew. And uh, we happen to have uh, a lot of 100% cotton fabric. And uh, so by the end of the week, she had made 200 of them. And uh, we had, at first, we were going to maybe sell them. And, and then we just it just worked out to where we just felt better donating them. And, uh, you know, we had the fabric already on hand. And we ordered some elastic, and we're still waiting for some more to get. But, you know, I just wanted to brag on her a little bit. And it's been, (laughs) she goes, I need something to do. I mean, yeah, and that's what she does. And last night she says, I never thought I'd be cutting out patterns again. And I said, yeah, so, so, so we have about another 140 ready. We're just waiting for the elastic. You know, not trying to sell anything. I just want to say that's what she's doing to keep herself busy. And we sent some to the coast to her aunt and some other people that we know and uh, other people that she knows from school. And uh, we're waiting on the next batch. I just wanted to, you know, like I said, that's what she's doing to keep busy. I mean, because supper is always made and the house is always clean. So what else are you going to do, you know? <laughs> Harold, thank you. And, but, and you know what, Harold, if, if you if you really do want to sell some, we'd buy some. We have a real need at Malta Medical. Um, you know, uh, for for face for masks, and uh, you know the people that come in there, we're screening them, taking their temperature, giving them masks, and and our employees, the doctors and the nurses, and 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 the reception people there. Uh, so we would actually buy some. So if your wife wants a gig, that would be a good thing for us. Thank you, Harold. I appreciate it very very much. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. You know when when you you mentioned uh, FaceTiming people and mm-hmm. talking with them, praying with them, mm-hmm. or doing Bible studies. Some people are doing. Mm-hmm. It gave me a, 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 a sort of a jump start to ask for prayer uh, for our teachers and staff here at the academy because starting on Monday, they're going to be teaching. Uh, all of our kids in our school, uh, they're going to be teaching them uh, via some electronic venue. And and uh, I just I would appreciate everybody's prayers for the teachers, for the kids. It is a different thing. They've never done it. They've been preparing all this week for it. And uh, they're now recording some of their lessons. And the kids are going to be able to get them next week. So mm-hmm. everything changes everything at a time changes. like this. You know, uh, and... Put your fingers in your ear right now, Pastor Ron. Go ahead, because I'm going to say something. I'll probably embarrass you. But, um, you know, with you doing the live stream, and it's just Sam and I are the ones, and then uh, just the three people worship team and uh, David and uh, Levi last night, 
So there's eight of us, seven of us sitting in here uh, as you are doing church. Um, now our teachers are having to, you know, get their studies together, put it on a, a, a video, as a video, as though they're talking to their class. They don't have the experience that you you have as far as talking to an empty room. And yet God said, I know this time was coming. Mm-hmm. And so you are prepared. And so, um, yeah, but to pray for them. And going back to the mask, uh, we do have a group of ladies who are in the process of making masks for multimedical right oh, good. now. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, sewing ministry. Yeah, and Harold, I don't and know arts. where. Yeah, I don't know where in mm-hmm. San Antonio you live, but we've got a whosoever ministry, is is what they call that, and and um, a bunch of our ladies are doing all kinds of things mending like hearts, yeah. mending hearts. They changed the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the and the Calvary Crafters. There's a bunch of them that are getting together and making some masks for um, multimedical. But she can do two hundred in a week. Woo, that's Paula, we, awesome. we walked in the sanctuary today. Manor House ladies uh, as well yeah. are doing the right. We we were uh, we walked in the sanctuary today, uh, coming in to do the program, mm-hmm. and there was a young woman in our church who's literally disinfecting and scrubbing every chair, every chair in the sanctuary. Yeah, bless and her just, heart. Just you know, this is this is just we get a chance to see the heart of God and the hands of God, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's a pretty amazing thing to watch. Now, make no mistake, I want things to get back to normal. But I told you when we got home last night that that uh, last night was different, um, a little more unnerving for me than than either Wednesday or Friday or Sunday mm-hmm. of last week, and um, um, it just I, I thought well okay this I'm, I'm used to this now, um, but. Um, I wanted to cry a little bit last night during the Bible study. Mm-hmm. First of all, it was a really important Bible study, mm-hmm. finishing Genesis chapter 3. And, you know, it's a kind of study you want everybody to be there. You want everybody to hear. But at the same time, um, you know, you look out at the people that you love, the people that you've invested so much time and prayer in, and they're not here, and there's a sense of loss. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be the happiest person in our church when people can come back through those doors. Yeah. I had to announce yesterday that that uh, uh, our Easter service at Judson High School, the Performing Arts Center, was canceled because the Judson Unified School District is closing down until I think the 27th or something mm-hmm. of April. Mm-hmm. And so they canceled us. They're going to give us our money back, thank the Lord. But, um, um, you know, now now we got to wrestle with what about Easter? And the, 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 the pressure is going to be intense on pastors to be able to meet on Easter, and yet, you know, we're servants, and we've got to do what the state says to do. So it's just hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Easter traditions that we've never missed out on, mm-hmm. and the, the Good Friday to Easter is a very important time for us, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be able to do that uh, the way we've always done it. So the Lord will have to give us some inspiration, but it's, it's just really strange it's really strange you know we're the ladies on monday nights are in uh, the book of colossians and uh, i was supposed to teach this last monday well i'm gonna know this i'm gonna know this section but <laughs> i'll let jesus come back then i'll really know it well but in that verse one he paul's talking of he says i want you to know how much i have agonized for you and you know me i have to know words so agonized means to undergo great mental anguish through worrying about something. And this is what I'm experiencing with you. Um, 
Pastor Ron, you're concerned that the the closeness that so many have had or have with Jesus, and they're coming to church and they're getting the word, but now with this separation, you're agonizing over the fact that many might, because if they get out of routine, um, they won't return back to the Lord and to church. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're agonizing over that. And I know that you are because you moan in your sleep. <laughs> and Paul, I, I know two things. I know human nature. Mm-hmm. I know how the enemy works. And, um, you know, we got people going through stuff, uh, people with medical issues. We've got uh, uh, some of our people in, in, in compromised physical condition. Um, we got one of our, our ladies who's going to have a baby at any moment, one who just did. And, and we go through these things with people. And suddenly to be um, out of touch physically, mm-hmm. And even for an instant, not to know, well, are they okay? How are they doing? Are they are they focusing on Jesus? Yeah. So yeah, uh, you're agonizing. And and when the when the babies have their babies, we can't even go to the hospital yeah. and see them. And you've always been the first one after mom and dad or grandma, or grandpa, to get the baby and and walk around and talk to them and pray and tell them how God has given them the perfect parents. Yeah. That's hard. We've got 30 minutes left in the program. Whatever you want to talk about, give us a call at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We have 30 minutes left in the Date Day program. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't have time to call into the Word to Stand On for Life? No problem. If you've got questions, you can email them to Pastor Ron at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Date Day program, 340-9585. Anything and everything on your heart, we'll do whatever we can to answer. Paula, it's on you now. Okay, so... Uh, another idea about doing things at home, because, you know, our gym is closed. Um, we can't go get a massage. I can't fix anything, so you can't ask me to do that. No, I can fix stuff, so that's no problem. <laughs> uh, but we're exercising at home, and yesterday I was thinking, I should have filmed myself or, or, or <laughs> <laughs> called up Jocelyn and said, come on, girl, work out with me, work out with me. But we can do, we can go online and find different exercise programs. I mean, I got my own. Uh, but Aya, our, our granddaughter, she's taking her dance lessons. She's in dance class. She's doing more dance class lessons online than she did even when they would go to the studio. And right now, our daughter-in-law, Lori, is like thrilled that school is out because she was going everywhere. Every time I would talk to her, I don't care, day or night, she was in the van taking one kid here or there. Volleyball practice, dance lessons or something. Yeah, all the time. And so 
she's kind of a natural born teacher, so she's teaching the two younger ones um, their lessons, and she's not having any trouble at all. Terry, mm-hmm. her she, husband, she would be a wonderful teacher. Oh my goodness, yeah. she's just gifted. And then, but then with um, Asia, the older one, the teachers didn't have, you know, like our teachers are putting the programs together now too. Um, so she's kind of struggling, waiting for some regulation in her life. But I has taken her dance lessons online, and Lori says she's just doing great. But we can do that kind of stuff, too. We can learn new cooking techniques. We can. One lady had bought um, flooring. She said, if I get quarantined, I already got some <laughs> wood, wood. I can do my living room. And so she has done that. And she sent us pictures. She did a good job. But there's just stuff we can do. I, I know I can. My arm is getting better, so I think I can start working on my my plastic um, mats again. You know, I got a sewing machine. I can make some stuff. But there's just things we can do. And so instead of just being depressed, I can't do what I used to do. You know, we're all getting older. There's going to come a time when we can't do what we used to do anyway. So we might as well, in this transition time, figure out Mm -hmm. the better things. You know, for whatever, whatever, you you can take this or leave it, but but let me make a suggestion. Read a book. Oh, yeah. Or two or Mm -hmm. three. Mm -hmm. and, And have your kids read books. Um, where the parent try to give a kid a book. Oh, I don't read books, you know, and then they're taking a path. Take the take the electronics away from them and teach them the wonder of reading. This mm-hmm. is an amazing thing. This imagination, mm-hmm. and when you're reading a book, you got to use it. Yeah. And we've got some of our kids that are absolutely hooked on reading, and uh, the difference it makes in their lives is is indescribable. Mm-hmm. So. Um, have some book time. Uh, moms, dads, tell your kids, uh, give me a book report. Um, just just talk about these things. But stay away from the electronics so much and uh, go back old school a little bit. The, the books are an amazing thing, mm-hmm. an amazing gift from God. And, of course, we got our Bibles to read. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, you have a, a request, you know, because I get your text because I'm the textatory. <laughs> uh, Nathan is ready for you to give him another test because he's New Testament now, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And so they already sent a video about all the pictures that he's drawn and the explanation that goes with them. So uh, be ready, Pastor Ron. You need to get yourself ready for for Nathan. He's going to be... Like you say, maybe Pastor Ken's replacement. I don't know. <laughs> one of these days. I was amazed at his memory uh-huh. and his the, the the detail orientation of those Old Testament stories and passages of Scripture. He's got it down. I know. You know, he's a kindergartner, and I was telling Stephanie, I was like, "Man, I need to study more." You know, <laughs> you know that show. I'm, I'm not smarter than. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I'm not smarter than a five-year-old, you know. I need to study more because he just got it. There's a picture where the clove, the tongues of fire are coming down. I'm like, what? How does he know that? That's so, Acts 2. Come on, Paul. And, that's what, and she says, where is that from? And he says, Acts 2. <laughs> just an amazing thing. Yeah, so... Um, being still and knowing that he's God, you know, and going back to our retreat theme, Psalm 86, God's in control. I mean, he can, he could say to this virus, you know, 
get out of here. And it could be gone. But for some reason, he's letting it run its course. And like you're, you're saying, it's making us a little more serious about the Lord. We're praying more. And, and, and it's a sad thing. And I, I'm guilty. You know, if things are going fine, I, I, I'm praying. But when things are going bad, I'm praying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paula, one of the things that, that, and I've been asked several times, why God doesn't God just make this go away? And and um, what did we talk about in our study last night in Genesis 3? Mm-hmm. There are consequences to sin. And, and imagine the, the people that want God to perform for them. Just make this go away, God. And yet many of those people haven't been listening to the Lord at all. So God's put us in a position where um, we've got to hear him. You know, we talked in the first half about waiting on the Lord. Um, but but it requires talking to him and hearing from him. And I think sometimes we go through a half a day and we think, well, I haven't heard anything from the Lord. Just like when we go on vacation, you know, it's it, it used to be we'd put a lot of pressure on ourselves. God's going to give us vision. We've got to hear from God. And mm-hmm. we we kind of go out there like those little cartoons with sweat running off of us. Yeah, you yeah. Know, saying, okay, God, what do you want? I only but, got like 13 days, Lord. you got to do something. Hurry yeah, up. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather you but, spend but some that, time on the two that days. The process me. of walking through those 13 days yeah. and um, pouring your heart out before the Lord and being forced to get real about the condition of your own heart and repent of any willful sin in your life mm-hmm. um, God uses all of that and often we have found that right at the end of our vacation God will supply the answer and, and I, my, my initial reaction is well boy I could have enjoyed my vacation a lot more if you did done this on day one <laughs> but but there's a process mm-hmm. and um, sin in this world has consequences and right now this virus is one of those consequences and as I've said on this program Paula um um, God has the attention of the whole world now. And when, whenever he gets the attention of the whole world at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, it's a message of judgment. And we who belong to him, we need to care enough about people to take that message to the world and let them know that you don't have to be judged. What does Paul say? This is the glorious gospel of our blessed hope. Mm-hmm. And And, you know, I think Jesus is saying, hey, get busy. The time is short. The time is short. Mm-hmm. And we're worried about our crafts. And again, there's nothing wrong with crafts. Yeah, but I get you. We're worried about, okay, how am I going to stay busy? Um, all God wants is us to come to him. Yeah. You know, for me and for you, um, we're content being alone. We're friends. We, we hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great thing. But, um, but that's only because Jesus is with us. And and I think this is a time where people can retrain their bodies and their minds and their hearts, their emotions, um, to reestablish Jesus mm-hmm. as the priority in their lives. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions or comments, Paula. Yeah, that's what, another one of the things we were talking about at the retreat too. Is he the priority? Do you really want him? You know, and I am I am talking about all the crafts and all the things we can do um, because there's 24 hours in a day, and I don't know how. You know, I don't want to do guilt that I'm not reading my Bible the whole time I'm awake, um, and I don't want anybody else to do that kind of guilt either. But um, I'm up, I'm with the Lord, and then in those other things, just like with Harold's wife, um, 
she's making all those masks with Jesus for his purposes. They could be making money because those things are, and yet she's able to use her craft to bring glory to the Lord and help others. What did James say? I'll show you my faith by what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And and Harold's wife yeah. is just demonstrating that I'm doing this for Jesus uh-huh. to bring glory and honor to him. Yeah. Let's go to Nancy on line one from San Antonio. Nancy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hey, I know that voice. Hi. We were talking about you Hi. this morning. Oh wow. Well thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I, talking and I, talking and praying. Talking and praying. I have a question that I've been asked and I'm also concerned about. Um, There have been some of my friends and some actually Christians that I knew in the faith years ago. uh, They were real Christians. I really believe it. They really started out strong. And now they're not serving the Lord anymore. And I had a a friend of mine, a lost friend who I've been ministering to, ask me, do you believe once saved, always saved? And I could no longer, I had to just say, I don't know. I, I don't know what happens to those people that really started out strong, believed in the Lord, and now they've gone back to their sin. Yep. Nancy, let me let me help. I, I, I think Jesus explains this whole phenomenon to us. Uh, it breaks his heart, it breaks my heart, obviously, and it's breaking your heart. But in in Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 18, Jesus describes or defines terms in what I call the foundational parable of all parables. The parable of the sower is the foundational parable. And Jesus says this. He says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom of God and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Now, that's somebody who hears it, rejects it right away, no problem. But then he says this, the one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. And then he says this in verse 22, The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. And then he goes on to describe the one who received the seed that fell on good soil um, is is somebody we would say is a fruitful Christian, somebody who really believes. What what Jesus has done there, he's given us three illustrations of different kind of hearts that the the word of God is is the seed that's scattered. And um, what, what he says is there's there's four type of soils that it falls on, and three of them are uncertain. One is an immediate rejection. The next one is the one who hears it and receives it at joy. That's somebody who started really well. We see those people in church all the time. They get saved. They're so emotionally 
filled with gratitude. They start serving God with all of their strength right away. Um, but, but because there's no real root, that person lasts only a short time and then they quickly fall away. Now, some of those people, Nancy, are saved. Some of them are not saved. In fact, let me change that. Some of them are saved. Many of those people are not really saved. Just because they started well doesn't mean that they were saved. And then the third kind of soil is is the one who who says, yes, I acknowledge what you're saying is true, but you know this world, I've got so many entanglements in this world, and there's no fruit that comes from it because that's a divided mind or a divided heart. So all of that to say that Jesus explained to us exactly the phenomenon that you're speaking about. And um, I know a lot of people that started out so strong that I was sure, oh boy, God's hand is on this guy, and then they completely walk away. And if people die in that condition, Nancy, the um, again, only God knows the human heart, but genuinely we can say that somebody who, who started well but then just threw Jesus away and returned to their sin. That's not somebody who knows the Lord at all. They know about him. Hebrews talks about you tasted the Holy Spirit, but you spit it out. You know, you, you rejected it. And those people never were saved. Now, here's the one thing I can tell you, everybody, that if you ever really were saved, you are always saved. But we have a tendency to look at somebody's Life, we see, well, they began well, they, they say the right things, they do the right things, and then our initial reaction when they fall away is say, oh, wow, they lost their salvation, or the devil came and stole it. Um, truth is, salvation has to go down to the core of the heart. Salvation is meeting Jesus, which is, which is a transformational experience. And uh, we look at people and say, well, you know, I thought they were saved. I've got some people right now in my life and on my prayer list that I genuinely believe are saved. And right now they've turned away from the Lord. Well, I'm going to find out if they're saved by whether or not they return to the Lord. People fall away, but the real believers, Jesus said, I've lost none that you've given me. The real believers will return. And that's why we really need to be focusing on prayers for those people that you're talking about, people that you care about and you knew how they started, um, but now their life is just a mess. Um, Jesus knows if they're saved, God will not be mocked. He knows those who are his. But what we do, instead of wondering if they're saved or if they lost their salvation, we just say, Lord, you heard their heart. You know their heart. You, you, you heard their prayers. You know if they belong to you. So, God, whatever the cost, go get them. Paul, do you want to add something? You always say, um, if a person acts like a believer, treat them like one. If they're not acting like a believer, treat them like an unbeliever. And that doesn't be, be mean to them or anything, but just witness to them and pray for them. And, and, you know, sometimes they'll get like, well, I'm a Christian. And, and you, like you say, it's like, but you're living like this. And it says that people who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to I'm going to say, well, are you sure you're a Christian? Because this list right here and this other list right here is describing how you're living. And I'm not saying it. The word of God is saying because you have chosen to live like this, I need to witness to you and I will definitely be praying for you to come out of that but um, yeah we had a friend and you tell this story quite often uh, Mike back in Ontario been going to a Calvary Chapel for I don't know how long and yet we find out he's living with a 
a woman that he's not married to. They have kids together, and he's asking me to ask you and then you, too, to get um, Christian shirts and T-shirts from the Bible college. And then we, you had to um, confront him about that, and he said he had all kind of health issues because of ulcers and stress because he'd been lying to the people at his church. Are you living with somebody you're not married? Oh, no, 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 no. Just lying for years and years and years. But come to find out, he never had a single moment's peace. And why he wouldn't marry her, I have no idea. But sin is insane. Um, but he did finally, years later, after you conf- talked to him about that, he, he did confess, repent, and now he's walking with the Lord. He, he actually tracked me down and called me mm-hmm. and to let me know that, hey, I'm, I'm, I did it right. I'm doing it the right way now, mm-hmm. which proved he really belonged to the Lord. Yeah. So, Nancy, I think two things. One, we need to correct people like that. It's very important that we correct people. Uh, somebody that you know, if, if they're living in sin, then what we do is we've got to tell them to, to repent. Now, that'll break a relationship. That will make people accuse you of being judgmental. But we've got to tell them to repent. God loves you. You know he loves you. But you've got to repent. And then we've got to pray for them. And, and relationships will be broken because of it. But um, that's okay. Uh, we're standing in the gap for them. And we're praying for them. But they've got to be brought to the end of themselves. Does it help a little bit, Nancy? It helps so much, Pastor Ron. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Love you guys. God bless you. You too. Thank you, Nancy. (laughs) Be safe. Yeah, that's a hard thing, Pastor Ron, because, you know, when we have people in our families who are, you know, sexually immoral, um, they're they're alcoholics, they're they're drunk, I mean, they're drunks, they're drug addicts and stuff, and yet I'm not going to have that in my home. Because Jesus lives at my house. And, you know, not that we don't witness to them, but I, I'm not going to have them in my house and make them comfortable and, and pretend like everything's okay. And because they made a profession of faith maybe at one time that, you know, my accepting them and inviting them in um, is saying, oh, yeah, you're okay. I, we just can't do that. And so when Jesus says, I came to divide families, you know, it said we go along to get along, and it's yeah, com- we go that's along compromise. To get along and and it just can't be. I mean, I know, praise the Lord, our boys. No, our sons. They're not boys anymore. <laughs> they're full grown men. Um, they know that when they come to our house, there's a standard that will be met, or they just go to a hotel. You know, and I'm I'm so thankful that the consistency has been established and kept and when we when we go to their house you know when they if they and they're very respectful um there's no weird language going on uh no bad movies no bad movies none of that kind of stuff yeah you know paula and and nancy was talking about not people in the in her immediate family but whenever and, and i think the stakes get raised exponentially when Somebody who professed Christ is now diving into a life of sin. Um, We know they're miserable. We know that God took their profession of faith seriously. We know he's going to turn, he's going to twist. And we've got to be willing to risk losing that relationship uh, if that's what it takes. I've got a man in my life right now who 
uh, I'm convinced is a believer. Um, but he is acting every bit the unbeliever now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am praying every day, Jesus, go get him, whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. Go get him, bring him to his knees. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people, well, that's being judgmental. Well, I just want him in heaven, that's all. Yeah. I don't want there to be any question. Yeah. And um, people that leave the Lord, where else are they going to go? There's no sacrifice for sins left, according to Hebrews. And that, that, that verse, that God will not be mocked, he knows those who are his from Galatians 6, mm-hmm. that is terrifying to me. Yeah. And knowing that Jesus said, I never lost one that you gave me, Lord Father. And, and I see these people out wandering around, and I'm scared. And, and again, I want to say this, there's no one, no matter what profession they've made, no matter how much they appear to be a Christian, there's no one living in willful sin against God who has any security at all in his relationship with Lord. Jesus said, abide in me, I'll abide in you. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I'll abide in you even if you don't no abide in me. No matter what, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't so say that. very, very important. Yeah. Well, Paula, we are, let me see, uh, we got a caller who asked, do we still have to be baptized in the water if we already accepted Jesus Christ? Um, caller, um, nobody has to do anything. If you've accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, and I think this is a good answer based on the conversation we just had with Nancy, um, if you have accepted Jesus Christ, if you really have, then you'll want to be baptized. Mm-hmm. So if you, if, 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 if there's even an, an ounce of rebellion, well, since I don't have to be baptized, why should I? Mm-hmm. You do it because you love Jesus and you owe him everything, and he said to do it. Yeah. So, and the thing is, we've had this happen a couple of times as a, an adult, just scared to death to have her head underwater, and as a little kid, same thing, scared to death to have their head put underwater, and yet they both prayed about it and said, if God really wants me to do this, I want to do it, and he'll take care of me. Yep. And so, I mean, it's really not as bad as some people make it out to be. I think the enemy heightens that fear even about being baptized, uh, being head underwater kind of a thing just and, to keep you yeah, from and, you know, walking in obedience. There's a comedy. God understands fear. And new believers, that's okay. We, we had a, a situation a couple of years ago at a baptism where a really old man in a wheelchair, yeah. fully dressed, fully got dressed. saved watching other people get baptized. Mm-hmm. And when um, uh, I turned around, we got some big guys in the church. There was a bunch of big guys carrying him, wheelchair and all, into the water. And I said, you sure you want to do this? You couldn't make me not do it. And, yeah. and that's what happens, caller, when we give our life to Jesus. We're willing to do anything just to please him. Yeah. It's not a have to, it's a get to. It's a get to. And I think that matters. Well, Paula, we're inside one minute now. What? That was fast, huh? That was a good show, Pastor Ron. I'm proud of you. Uh, But anyway, for all of us out there, take this time. This is extra time to be still. Um, And and God is wanting to let you know how much he loves you. And let me say, use some of your time in this crisis. Let's be together as a group of Christians in San Antonio, Texas, to pray for a huge move of God's Spirit. Mm -hmm. We can agree to do that. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Date Day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow on AM 630 The Word. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 
And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at Calvary S. San Antonio. I need the word to stand by.